During the 10 a.m. Mass this Sunday morning, I walked into the cafe because I wanted to get some work done on this homily. And so I go to the cafe to walk into my office, and to my great surprise, I see my godson. And my godson's a little, little three-year-old kid, a very curious, busy child with, you know, with his mother. And uh, I'm like all excited and whatnot. And so I go into my office, leave the door open, and of course he comes in. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my, about my office. It is a sweet room, all right? I've got the Marine Corps flag on one wall, the Navy flag on the other, picture of a giant bonfire on another wall. I've got awesome artwork, antlers, birdhouses, brain teasers, etch-a-sketches, toys galore, you name it, I've got it. I mean, let me tell you, my office is awesome. And this kid walks in to my amazing office looks around, drinks it all in, and says, fan, white fan. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? I got all this awesome stuff, kid, and you care about the fan that was here whenever I got here? He said it again, fan, white fan. I'm like, all right, yeah, here, look, look, check out this fan. Wow, amazing. But like, look at this. I'm trying to show him around all the other stuff. Doesn't care, just cares about the white fan. And so what does he do? He looks at the white fan, and he says, fan on. I was like, you must be hot. So I turn on the fan. Sure enough, he's watching the fan oscillate around. Then I hear the word that no man ever wants to hear, fan off. I was like, oh man, here we go. Turn it off. Go back to work. Fan on. Turn it on. Fan on. Fan off. We did this, and look, I mean, it was delightful. I mean, he was on my lap, just admiring the fan. We probably did this about 75 times. Fan on. Fan off. Fan on. Fan off. And as we're doing this over and over again, I was determined to win. That was a bad idea. <laughs> I didn't stand a chance. But as we were doing this over and over again, fan on, fan off, fan on, fan off, all I can think about was, holy smokes, what if we had the same attitude toward the Eucharist? What if we had this exact same attitude toward the Eucharist? What is the Eucharist? The Eucharist is, appears to be an ordinary thing in an extraordinary building. There's lots of things in this very building that we are in that are a lot more colorful, a lot more engaging, and a lot more objectively, physically beautiful than the white host that you and I adore on a regular basis at the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. But what if we had this opportunity where we could come in or had this revelation where we'd come in and all we'd want to do was just fan on, fan off, fan on, fan off, where just all we'd want to do is just gaze upon it constantly. The reason why I bring that up is, let's face it, it's sometimes very, very difficult to consistently come to Mass week in and week out, day in and day out for some of you, and still appreciate the beauty. Here we go. She's excited about the Eucharist. And still appreciate the beauty of the Eucharist. The beauty of that ordinary white host that encaptures our soul. Because that is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. If only we could have that attitude, that childlike attitude that Jesus encourages us to have. Where he says, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. In other words, whoever does not receive the Eucharist without that childlike faith, that is without fascination, adoration, and repetition, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's the challenge. How do we have that childlike faith? How do we have that youthfulness where we can enjoy repetition 
over and over and over and over again indefinitely and never ever be satisfied. That's the attitude that God wants us to have toward his most holy body and blood. And I think there's three ways we can have this childlike faith. And you can see it in the acronym TIP, T-I-P. The first way, T, is trust. There's anything that children do and adults don't do, it's trust. The norm for a lot of adults, the norm for a lot of us is skepticism. I don't know about this, I have my doubts about this, what's this all about? But children, if they learn anything from a young age, is to trust. Trust their parents, otherwise they are lost. They realize, at least most children realize, that they don't understand what's going on, so they have to lean on people who do. And that's the same with us in the Eucharist. Guys, I can give you a lot of theology about the Eucharist, explaining what it is, but at the end of the day, it's a mystery. We don't understand what's going on. It's beyond us. And yet, we are given the opportunity to trust To trust that Jesus' words actually meant something. When he said, I am the bread of life who came down from heaven. When he said that that the bread of life is his flesh. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And to trust him whenever he says, this is my body which will be given up for you. Do this in memory of me. My point being is that if we want to have the faith of a child, it's not to be a, a skeptical faith. It's not to live in constant doubt but rather to have that T, trust. The second thing that we need, if we're really going to have a childlike faith, the I is innocence. Innocence. The opposite of innocence is sinfulness. That sinfulness is born from fatigue and lifelessness. Think about it. When we fall into gluttony, lust, gossips, greed, pretty much any other sin... What happens or what are we doing? We're usually bored. We're usually lifeless. We're usually dry. We're usually full of despair. We usually lack that that incredible gift of life that the young so often have. That gift of life that the young are surging with. Innocence looks different, is my point. Innocence is an indicator of life. A life that's free from boredom and a life that is filled with gratitude gratitude and that's the beauty of a good child a good child is innocent and it's through that innocence that they can see something that do something that no sinner is capable of doing and that is adore they adore so much because of their innocence Their eyes are not clouded by the dark cake of sin, but rather they're able to see what reality really is. And every single real thing they behold is a miracle. But us in our sin, us in our busyness, us in our weakness, so often glaze over that fact. Only the innocent person can truly appreciate the miracle of life that is in front of them, including our Lord in the Eucharist. I'll give you an an instance of of an innocent child the other day, I, was, I had just gotten done with Mass. I had walked out, and, and, and it was a mom, and, her, and, and, a mom and, and father and their little daughter. I mean, little baby girl. She was probably maybe two years old. And the mom points, take, shows the baby, takes the baby girl, points to me and says, All right, now say hi. Say hi. And the girl looks at me with like these big, huge, beautiful eyes. 
All right, this is going to be hard. It says, hi, Jesus. I know, isn't that like the, like the most adorable thing ever? I called Pope Francis afterward and told him I was his boss now. <laughs> All right. I mean, look, it was pretty awesome. But I mean, that's like, in a sense, like, obviously, like, obviously I'm not Jesus, but in a sense, I kind of am. As a priest, I, by my words, through no merit of my own, have been given the gift to be able to confect the Eucharist. And so in her innocence, she saw that, something that most of us adults will never, ever see. And I think that's something to be aspiring to. That's that's an example of innocence at its finest. The ability to avoid sin and the ability to see things for what they really are, especially the Eucharist. That's a miracle. But how do we do that? How do we trust and how do we have innocence? And that's where the P comes into, pray, into, into play. And that is prayer. The opposite of prayer is something that you and I as adults are very prone to do. And that is be busy. Busyness is the opposite of prayer. That is that continual activity without getting anything meaningful done. Busyness is a life killer. I personally don't think I've ever said the word busy with a smile. I don't think I've ever had any joy whenever I said, oh guys, I'm so busy. Like nobody ever says that. Usually busyness is associated with an experience of a kind of drab life that that involves nothing of really great circumstance. Busyness is simply not what you and I are called to do. We're called to have prayerfulness. And the reason why I say that is because when we are busy, we lose our innocence. We lose our trust. And we begin to go through life like a zombie, just going from one thing to the next. Failing to see the miracles that are in place right before our very eyes. That's why prayer is so important if we're ever going to appreciate the Eucharist. And if we're ever going to have a childlike faith. Because what prayer does is it settles us down puts us in the presence of God, and allows us to hear the voice of God reminding us that he loves us, reminding us that he cares for us, and reminding us that he is here for us in the most holy Eucharist. So how do we do this, though? How do we really implement these three things? Trust, innocence, prayer, tip. The solution is simple. If you and I want to be like my Godson, you and I want to treat the Eucharist like that white fan in that my magnificent office, you need to have an experience of adoration. Adoration. Because in adoration, you and I use our eyes to gaze on the blessed sacrament and be that child that admires that little fan. Looking at the Most Holy Eucharist and being amazed at the continuous miracle that God allows us to do. Do it again, do it again, do it again. That he, he comes every time during Mass into the form of bread. You know, Xi Chesson pointed out that God the Father is younger than we are. Because the way he treats us is the same way that child treated that fan. Every single day, willing to come again and again and again and again. And never getting tired and never wearing himself out into the Eucharist for the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And we can get a taste of that if we trust, if we have innocence, and if we pray in adoration. Amen.